1: It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. What you doing? we would like it if mother nature would dump all this rain and cloudy skies come on what do you what do you think mother nature can you help us out get rid of the gloom and doom weather-wise so we can smile and have a fantastic day out there it's russell and Menhurst, it's nine to noon each and every day we're here monday through friday certainly no gloom and doom right now ladies and gentlemen for your Washington sports teams, Capitals are winners of two in a row. Washington football team winners of two in a row. Hell, the NWSL championship games could be an Audi Field this weekend. And last night, your Washington round ball team did its job as they easily handled the Detroit Pistons last night by a count of one twenty to ninety eight. A game you heard right here with Dave Johnson and Glenn Consor right here. On the team, 980. Matt Essex on the other side of the glass. He'll be taking your calls today at 301 Be nice to him when you call in. Russell's on the other side of the board. I'm here. It's time to talk to you. Mr. Russell, good morning.
2: Me here and you there.
1: How did I know you were going to do that? <laughs>
2: Just Sorry, (laughs) you have to be a radio... You
1: just can't resist being Steve Summers in the moment.
2: Overnight under the cover, schmoozing until the best of Imas in the morning at 5.30, flight 66. (laughs) You just got to be a radio-like... You know, lifer, right? Uh, I mean, or
1: somebody should. that's from New York,
2: uh, or somebody's from New York, but really, where's Russell
1: from, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> New York. <laughs>
2: uh, good morning. Anyway, Staten Island uh, zone. No, not from Staten Island. <laughs> I'm from Long Island. <laughs> I
1: know. Just do that. to If I was from
2: Staten Island, other things would be happening right now.
1: <gasps> Whoa! <clears throat> wow. Just saying. Care to elaborate? No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I've been up in that area a lot. I don't know what the difference is between Staten Island and Long Island. Either way, I get lost on both <laughs> of them, or you get stuck on either island. It's hard getting back to New Jersey Turnpike yeah. in any reasonable amount of time. Well, you know, I to, mean,
2: listen, if you think traffic, yeah, traffic around here is really bad. Uh, traffic around Long Island and the city can be equally as bad. The difference is, is we actually. Matt and I were talking about this. We actually have like, you know, 24 hours a day, not only a subway system, but also the connecting like main train system that gets you to the subway system, i.e. the Long Island Railroad or uh, what what is it called? New Jersey Transit, right? Which, yeah. you know, of course can take you into Manhattan, but... My point being is there's all sorts of different methodologies and ways to get around that you don't have here in the Washington, D.C. area. Anyway, Wizards last night, 120-99 win over Detroit. Listen, Detroit is young. They're talented. They're coming. They're coming. Uh, they're they're going to be good with Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham. And, you know, they got uh, Bogdanovich on there. Uh, I mean, they, they'll they be okay. They'll be okay at some point. They're not there yet. They're now 1-3, and 0-3 on the road. Kind of pretty typical of what you would expect, right? But they do have some talent. Last night was about, and we're going to get into the Commanders, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, Last night was about the Washington Wizards doing what I think, Pete, and you tell me what you think. Not that one game tells you anything about a team, but doing what you're supposed to do if you're – like a legitimate potential contender. Because I can't call them a contender just yet. They didn't make the playoffs last year. It's game four of a long season. A legitimate potential contender at home on a Tuesday night after a overtime loss on the road against a good young team in Cleveland doesn't hang its head, doesn't go, oh, woe is me, Uh, come out flat, come out and, and gets down 15, 20 points, and then barnstorms back and overcomes and perseveres, their best player, going out with back tightness. Like, that's not what the Wizards did last night. They were up by three only at the end of the first quarter. They were up by seven at the half. They were up by ten at the end of three. And then they opened and widened the gap a little bit to win by 21. A progressive, if you will, step through a bad team a young bad team with talent at home after a tough loss on the road where you could have been like, ah, you know, man, we played extra minutes. Boy, that sucked. We had it. We blew it. da 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 Well, let's come out flat out. Detroit, who cares about them? Instead, I thought they came out pretty darn strong overall. Uh, I didn't see all of the game, uh, but pretty darn strong overall from what I could gather in the parts that I did watch. Obviously, Kuz and Perzingis uh, led the way, and good, 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 good bench contributions, which was a little bit of a problem in Cleveland on Sunday night.
1: Well, I mean, to me, that's a, that area right there. I mean, Washington's bench Detroit virtually uh, had no bench. Uh, Washington's bench did a solid job last night. Barton was terrific, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and look for a team that is still struggling to find consistent three point shooting. Will Barton knocking down four of six from the arc is gigantic coming off of the bench. Uh, For this team, Gafford was terrific off of the bench uh, last night. He really continues to thrive in those 20 minutes uh, that he gets off of the bench right now. But again, I mean, look, I mean, it's efficient field goal percentage. I mean, everything they're shooting last night, you know, they're getting open shots. They're taking good open shots. Kuzma's getting to the line. He's drilling his free throws. And the quality of the shots that this team is getting right now um, is pretty impressive, uh, to me, I mean, those front court guys last night, uh, you know, even if you include Denny Advia uh, with his six attempts, I mean, they're, they're all over 50% between the three of them. And that's including Kuzma going 0 for 5 from three point land last night. Team continues to rebound as a group very well. And, I mean, look, you're, you're right. If you're going to be a contender for anything outside of the play in round in the East, you've got to win at home against Detroit it's it's really that simple and they were able to get the job done in significant fashion last night more importantly once they stretched the lead out they didn't let detroit back in the game that was the other thing um you know the other night you got out early nine you got plus 9 against cleveland you let cleveland uh, back in the game and you know the last night they got up and didn't let cleveland uh, back in the game ivy can't, ivy ivy is a good player but he can't guard at the nba level yet they got him in foul trouble uh, last night so, you know, he's got to adjust to the defensive speed of the game uh, for Detroit because he was really having trouble guarding last night. Cuttingham's going to be decent. The local product, Sadiq Bay off night for them, didn't get a lot of attempts uh, for uh, Detroit. So that was another thing. I mean, defensively, Washington did the job. I mean, anytime you hold another team under 100 points in this league, you're doing something. And I know Wes has to be happy uh, for the most part with the defensive effort. Uh, that this group got last night. But, again, last night was exactly why. This shows you exactly why they went out and got a guy like Will Barton. What you got from Will Barton is exactly what they were hoping when they acquired the player. And I I thought Will was terrific last night. Uh, And, and, and look, I know he comes off the bench, but he ends up playing 30 minutes. So, you know, you play 30 minutes in a 48-minute game, doesn't matter whether you're coming off the bench or not, you're getting critical Critical minutes, and I know that ca- that minute count went up because of Bradley Beal. Um, you know, missing some time because Brad only ended up playing 21 minutes in the game last night. But that's exactly why you get Will Barton. If Brad can't go uh, for some reason, uh, then you've got a guy in Will Barton that is a legitimate uh, potential starter. I mean, a guy could start for for a lot of clubs, and he's able to go in and play that role for you. And, look, it's a good start from Washington now sitting at 3-1. and Got to like it.
2: I thought Barton uh, – and, I mean, obviously, he was the star of the show coming off the bench. 16 points, as you mentioned. Good shooting. Six of nine from the floor. Plus 18 while he was on the floor uh, for the Wizards. Four assists. A couple of rebounds. To me, the shot selection that he took, Pete, um, it, it looked like he did a little bit of everything. And what I mean by that is there were some spot-up jump shots. There was – some open jump shots. They were contested. There were times where he took somebody off the dribble, Uh, times he moved to his left, times he moved to his right. It seemed like a good, nice variety, if you will, like, okay, I'm not only going to do this one thing, and I can only do this one thing well, Mm -hmm. and if you can adjust to this one thing, you're going to shut me down. Now, maybe I saw the wrong thing. I don't know. Um, But that's what I saw. So, if, if I didn't see the wrong thing, that's what I saw. And that, to me, is a really good sign because often the reason why guys are bench guys is because they have major flaws or limitations in their game. Meaning, if their shot ain't fallen, they can't contribute other ways. Rebounding, defense, assists, what have you. That doesn't seem to be Will Barton. Right. That doesn't seem to be Will Barton in any way shape or form. And again, he was not the only one that played well last night. Obviously Kuz, you know, 9 of 17, 25, 6, all that stuff. I mean, Beal coming back, um which was a really good sign, right? Um I, I, they lost um um uh who was it during the game? Um why and I got, am I why am I And by the way,
1: I gotta tell you, when both your point guards
2: mm-hmm. Oh Delon Wright, that, uh Delon wait, Wright got banged up with a When Monte trait.
1: Morris and Delon Wright mm-hmm. between the two of them, your two point guards have zero turnovers. Zero. Yep.
2: That's almost impossible yep. in an NBA game. Well, what did we talk about after the season opener, right, in Indianapolis last Wednesday? We came in here, we did an hour on the Wiz. Would love to talk about the Wizards a lot more, even though the Commanders are winning and whatever. I mean, we don't have to talk about the Commanders nonstop. Um, we talked about, hey, you know what? They didn't turn the ball over a lot, and 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 that was a little bit more problematic in their next, you know. Uh, uh, was it Friday night against the Bulls in the home opener? And yet they still were able to grind through that. Pete, I I think this team I think this team is better than people gave it credit for over the offseason and in the preseason prognostications. And I'm trying to separate the of uh, the 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 like that i have towards tommy Shepard and the fact that you know we i mean let's let's call it what it is right let's call it, we have a business relationship with the wizards on this radio station okay the wizards play on this radio station almost every one of their games okay the wizards doing well is good for the radio station we want you to listen to the wizards games i'm trying not to be i'm trying not to be a a A fanboy or Or a homer or whatever, right? (laughs) I'm just trying to tell you what what I see. And I don't know everything, but this team is deeper than people gave it credit for. This team is more versatile than people gave it credit for. And I think so far we've also seen that, like you said, when things happen, and they did happen last night, again, in a game that they probably could have won without Beal returning, when Beal goes out and you're like, oh, oh boy, oh, boy. And, and who knows what happens from here, even though he came back, right? We saw Carson Wentz go through a, a game with a broken finger. And when DeLon Wright goes out and he only played 16 and he's got a hamstring and Wes didn't seem to think that it was a major thing, but, I mean, you never know with these things, right? When all of that happened, they were able to almost – not skip a beat. It's not like they had that one big lull that they had against Chicago on Friday night. You know, again, you're going to have lulls. You're going to have periods where you don't play great. And yes, this is the Detroit Pistons and not mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls and not the Cleveland Cavaliers. I got it. But there was an opportunity to have that lull last night, and they really. Did not have it. They shot almost 52%. They shot over 30% from uh, three-point land. They hit most of their free throws. Uh, they uh, did a, uh, a a pretty good job on, on, on the glass, out-rebounding reba- out them by six. You just mentioned the turnovers. I mean, they did everything that you're supposed to do if you're a legitimate potential contender. And DeLon
1: Wright, uh, you know, when Tommy, we talked to Tommy about DeLon Wright. The biggest reason DeLon Wright is here is because he can go lock people up defensively. He had four steals in 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, he He's a guy that's going to fill a lot of those ancillary stats that you need to be successful at to win basketball games. He's going to rebound when he has to. He's going to dish the ball when he has to. But more importantly, he's just going to get in your ass and he's going to guard you. And y- you're getting that from DeLon Wright so far. And like I said, him and Monte Morris both When your point guards play turnover-free basketball, that's just more possessions for your team. That's better shots for your team. And you saw that on display uh, last night. I mean, Rui off the bench, 50% from the field. You know, Brad's one shot from being 50% from the field. Porzingis is 61. Kuzma, 52, and that's with five missed three-pointers. I mean, otherwise, he's 9 of 12 from two-point range, and he's 7 of 8 at the foul line. For Kyle Kuzma last night. I mean, I know it's not a glamorous big three like some other teams have built up, but I'm telling you, you're getting excellent production from this group right away. Now, you can't get lulled into a false sense of security either. We did that last year when they were sitting at 10-3. and three. And as I've said, mm-hmm. we pointed out, we talked to Tommy about this. You look at the next month and a half on the schedule, there are some people on that schedule. I know Philadelphia is struggling a little bit, but that team has been kryptonite for Washington. There are some people lying ahead here in the weeds for Washington, and we're going to find out really what they're all about. But again, it's great to see, at least in the early going again, what Tommy and Wes have given Ted and his people to market. They are delivering on that here in the short term, in the early going of this season. And that's what you're hoping. When you tell people, hey, we're going to get these people that are going to make us a better basketball team, and you actually look like a better basketball team, then that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Because as you correctly mentioned, it's a lot. I mean, it, it, they're, it, and for obvious reasons. it's a, and Tommy said it. Tommy said it's a results-oriented business. Okay, They know ultimately they're going to be judged on W's and L's. This is a real simple thing. And their job is to try and deliver more W's than L's. And when you go out and you change the roster and you bring in other people, you know, you need those people to deliver on what you're promising. So far, you're getting that here in the early going from those pieces. Now, of course, health, uh, you know, I mean, you got to watch Brad here from night to night. Maybe DeLon Wright from night to night here. You know, Denny plays so hard that by nature, Denny's going to get hurt just because he plays so daggone hard
2: did you see the offensive rebounding sequence that he had yeah. where he was just banging in the low post and just tipping the ball up and up and fighting and and then and then he got it and on the last little tip he got it to i think it was Beal and the ball like, he was fighting so freaking hard, the ball came out to the far left wing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like beyond the three-point line area, and the Wizards retained possession. It's literally one play. It's one play. But to your point, Avdia
1: plays so he hard. Had like two, and and the, the strange thing about that, they they may... That might be something that one of the nine assistant coaches keep in terms of, I mean, look, we talk, look, in basketball, we, yeah. we you know, box scores don't chart deflections, right, right, right. Uh, charges taken, things like that. Coaches do that, though, on the side. Denny's not going to get any, Denny gets no credit for an offensive rebound because mm-hmm. when you're just kind of volleyballing the ball up and tipping and fighting like that, unless you tip it in, Directly, you're not getting an offensive rebound based on the way the stats go, but yet that sequence was almost like two or three offensive rebounds because of the effort that he put into the play, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, Denny plays so hard. He's the guy that you hate to play in practice Yes, because when practice starts, that's the guy he could, be, he could be playing at the YMCA down the street. And you know what he's going to do? He's, he's going to lock ass. you yes, up.
2: He's a pain in the ass. And you're right. You may not be able to chart uh, or you may not be able to tell that in the box score if you didn't see the play in the sequence that we're talking about. But you damn straight, if, if we saw it, and if the TV broadcast noted it, which they did, and I happen to be watching, I was thinking the same thing as Drew, Good, uh, is Drew Gooden, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Gooden. They've changed so many different analysts uh, over the years. Drew Gooden. Uh, if he noted it, you absolutely sure Joe Blair and, and the rest of the coaching staff uh, under Wes noted it, whether he gets credit for it or not. The other thing, real quickly, is outside of the Cleveland game, which was an overtime game, and also a matchup where you have more bigs, more athletic bigs oh, dude. than that most clearly, teams. Yes. Cleveland's Port- a big team. Absol- big, young, and athletic. Yep. Porzingis played 38 minutes in that game, right? And again, some of that is matchup, need, some of that is overtime. Outside of that, 25 minutes last night, mm-hmm. 29 minutes against the Bulls. Thirty-two minutes against Indiana to open up the year. So what what that tells me just through four games. Well <laughs> y- yes, you have to hold fingers crossed. Yes. But they're also doing a pretty good job of managing his minutes. And 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 you can do that because Daniel Gafford is really good in doses off the bench at the 5, right? You can do that because of that and because it's early in the season and because you know he's got an injury history and you know that you can leave a little gas in the tank for games against Cleveland and games of that ilk, right? Uh that you don't need to play him on a night like last night, Pete, where you have things mostly in control throughout, you don't need to play him 34 right. minutes. Right.
1: And the two of them gave you 29 points, 12 boards. Yeah. In the game, Porzingis gives you four offensive rebounds, So it's four extra possessions just from the big fella uh, in the game. But more importantly, he shot it efficiently. He knocked down a couple of threes, and he, you know, again, you look at – I I like looking at two-point field goal percentage. And I said with Kuzma, nine of 12 from two-point range. Porzingis last night, six of nine from two-point range. Give me that kind of – look – Twos are
2: still good in the NBA. Wait, wait, what? Twos. Huh? Two is better than zero. I thought you had to shoot the three in order to (laughs) score. Just like you have to pass the football because pa- points only come from the passing game in the NFL. I understand that. I'm sorry. I, I, that's wait, correct. Wait, like twos
1: are like the running game in the, in the NFL. Oh, you
2: mean you could still shoot the ball so inside if the If I point? get two points oh. as
1: opposed to zero in that trip, that's still a good
2: thing for my wait, team. two points is better than no points?
1: That's correct, sir. Oh, I
2: didn't know that. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. Again, number nerds, stop. Two.
1: Greater than zero, you know. So I mean, you're talking about guys. I mean, that that's like 65 percent, right, from two point range. Yeah, between two guys yeah. that are going to significantly handle the ball and take shots. because yeah. Kuz your team. was 0
2: for five from three Right. That's what I'm saying. You know, and like you said, he, he was nine of 12. You know, inside the three. Coos can knock down the three. Th- that's not the question. It's if it ain't get knocked down early. Do what you do better.
1: But but what I like about Kyle is he's getting into that 15 foot area. He's creating fouls. He's creating free throw attempts for himself. And seven of eight at the line last night. So if that's what Kyle Kuzma to me, that's that's the best part of his game. Mm -hmm. Is Kyle is is elusive and able to get into that 15 foot area. It puts a lot of pressure on the defense and creates fouls in a situation like that. Like I said last night, I mean, it didn't matter who Ivy was guarding. He was he was he was having a struggle. Uh, you know, with those players. So, you know, you've got you to see those matchups. Kyle's hype gives guys uh, a huge amount of problem. His elasticity is another thing that uh, helps him out there. And I don't know if he's ever going to get credit for the player that he is, but, man, he's got a skill set. He has got a toolbox. Oh, yeah. He can go in there and get the nine sixteens, the 7 oh, yeah. He can go get the ratchet set. I mean, he's got it all in there. And it's exciting to watch this club. Right now. 301 You saw it last night. Washington handles Detroit. You know, let's talk about this Wizards team. Let's give them their dap as they get off to a good start here. And again, remind you, they did that last year, too. So... It's going to be judged on the consistency of the results because the schedule gets a lot tougher. There's a lot of Philadelphias and Miamis that you're going to see on that schedule uh, coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks here for Washington. 301-230-0980. We are off and running on a Wednesday morning. It's Russell and Redhurst. We're live here till noon. Touchdown at 10. Comes up at the top of the hour. Keep it locked in right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Things you got to watch out for. If you want to make some money, for those of you that like to put a few shekels on games, as soon as the Clippers last night announced that I think it was Kawhi and George, neither one were playing last night at Oklahoma city. I mean, the under became a massive guarantee pretty much in that game last night. And when you see teams are just simply meeting their schedule obligation, I mean, their, their starting lineup last night was Terrence man, Nicholas Batum, Zubak, Powell, and Jackson, they're meeting a schedule obligation. That's all they're doing. They're not winning that night. They're not scoring that night. I think the over-under was like 219 in that game. So an easy under. There's certain ways that you can make money in the NBA where when teams give guys nights off, especially stars, especially in the case of the Clippers last night where you knew two guys weren't playing in the game. Then the complete opposite of that theory, though, comes up between New Orleans and Dallas last night where the Mavericks don't play defense anyway. Uh, you know, Luka was ridiculous. He had 37 points in the game. Spencer Dinwiddie had 24. And my guy Christian Wood, who I wanted here a couple of years ago when he was a free agent with Houston, he had 23 points last night for Dallas in the game. But guess what? That was not enough, friends. That was not enough because... Despite missing two gigantic pieces of the puzzle, New Orleans found a way last night. Team basketball, how about Trey Murphy in 36 minutes stepping up for 22 points? They had eight guys in double figures. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, eight guys in double figures for New Orleans last night. So, again, there are ways to make some money in the NBA. Nobody would have had Phoenix beating Golden State by 900 points last night, but phoenix Phoenix at home especially scores points, and you can go get the over in almost any phoenix home game uh It seems like that was a close game for a while It was like a six point game in the third quarter, and then Phoenix just exploded ended up winning one thirty four to one oh five uh last night in the association
2: um all right before we get to the calls, a couple of real quick things um you know, you just went went through that. I mean, there's all sorts of drama with the Lakers, of course, and Russell Westbrook. Uh, Stop you, for a minute. Stop right there for yeah. a minute. What?
1: You what and I, I have been covering sports for a long time. Yeah. Okay, when I was a kid, there was nothing better. Um, sorry, Celtics fans. Uh, when it was Lakers versus Celtics every year in the NBA Finals in the '80s, I was a Lakers guy. I was mm-hmm. on. I was. I was rooting for the Lakers. I was rooting for Showtime. I was mad. I, look, I was an Irvin Johnson guy. When when Michigan State played Indiana State. In the 79 NCAA championship game. Give me Irvin and Jay, or Greg Kelson, right. Okay? That franchise, you could almost compare it in certain ways to a franchise like Washington. These are franchises that have seen better days. Ironically, at one time, both franchises owned by Jack Kent Cook. So, it is embarrassing to watch the Lakers franchise. And I love Genie Bus. If Genie, if Genie showed up on my doorstep and said, Pete, come run my franchise, no strings attached, I'm in. Okay. It's embarrassing to watch that franchise right now. Mm. And as I, I'm a big LeBron James guy, okay, I, I'm not one of these people that hates excellence. Like, I love KD, I love watching Kyrie play basketball. I love watching LeBron play basketball, but whoever is responsible for what this team looks like, and of course LeBron seems to have some influence on that, you cannot deny that, it's embarrassing to see the purple and gold playing basketball, and I don't know what the deal is with Russell Westbrook. It's tough to watch, because I think it's more than just physical with Russ. And it's tough to watch a guy who's been an excellent basketball player at times, his career. He's probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame one Mm day. It's tough to watch him play right now, though, and to see the deterioration of the game where he thinks he's still that guy. Unfortunately, when he looks in his craftsman
2: toolbox – Somebody took, Somebody took his tools. He find the nine Somebody took his tools. He's looking around. Yeah, He's maybe, looking. Maybe Kyle Kuzma right. took took the tools from I the Lakers
1: co- yes. toolbox. It's quite and possible. And
2: brought them to Washington.
1: You know, maybe Larry, his next door neighbor, took his tools. I don't Larry know. Larry Lefty and didn't return them. I don't know. You know, out in Hollywood, maybe it was tool. You know, Tim the Tool Guy that came uh. in and took it, didn't bring it back. Maybe Jack Nicholson has it. He, somebody's got it. It's embarrassing. I mean, he's to not one hundred percent
2: healthy, right? I mean, he's dealing with uh, you know a hamstring or whatever. Uh, he says it's because he came off the bench uh, the other night. I guess. I mean, I I, I saw highlights. In right, this. but that's what I'm talking about. Though game. it's like weird stuff with right. him. I mean, I, you know, he was criticized for you know taking a mid range jump shot. Uh, you know, on Sunday's loss to the Trailblazers, part of the zero three start, eighteen seconds left on the clock. You got AD defending him. I mean, AD's always injured. Uh, you've got a mess there. I mean. Byron Westbrook, Russell Westbrook. I mean, if we think about what Russell Westbrook was for the Wizards here for the one year he was, and listen, he wasn't perfect, and he turned the ball over a lot, and there were times where he'd drive you crazy with some of his shot selection. But think about how bad last year was with the Lakers for the team and for Russ, and think about right now through, again, just three games, 10.7 points, less than 29% shooting, 8.3% from three, which was never really his super strength, right? Six and a half, uh, 6.7 rebounds, 4.3 assists. I mean, he's doing some things. I mean, it's not like he's doing nothing, but his offensive game and his maybe hesitancy to drive the lane and draw fouls and get to the rack or when he settles for jump shots has just completely gone out the back door just completely gone out the back door since leaving here, which is amazing. I mean, again, I, Wizards fans can hate Tommy Shepard all they want and think Tommy Shepard should blow things up and think Tommy Shepard should get fired, blah, 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 blah. Listen, when they traded Russell Westbrook, I was like, oh, that sucks. I mean, I, I don't know enough about those. I mean, I knew the guys. I knew they were part of a championship fabric. And, look, Montrez Harrell didn't hang around here very long, and Contavious Caldwell Pope was here for just a year. But if you just put Kyle Kuzma versus Russell Westbrook since that trade, I mean the Wizards are doing laps. Oh yeah, the laps. Yeah. Tommy Shepard is doing laps around. Uh, what is it, Rob Polinka, Right. Yeah. Rob Polinka the agent. Uh, C- Kobe's the agent. Free agent. Uh, or the uh, but general who, who's manager. Who's the rather. GM? But he was He's he was GM. an agent. Right. But he, one but, time. But he was right. an agent, and then he became the GM. And yes, he helped them win a championship. I mean. Obviously LeBron helped them and it was a weird year and all that but Tommy's doing laps with one guy. One out of the three guys that they got back from that trade. One.
1: Let's get to the phones. Line one. Chris is in Laurel starts us off this morning on the Wizards. What's up, Chris?
2: Hey, good morning, fellas. Love your show. How are
3: you guys doing today? Thank
2: you, Chris. Appreciate you.
3: Uh yeah, so uh for two go quick comments it won't be long. Um first on the Wizards. Um, you know, last year. <clears throat> We saw a little of the Fools' goal in the beginning when they started off fast, and we all got excited because, you know, how Washington fans are. Um, it's, just, it's very good to see that, that the coach seems to know and, and organizations to know what they're doing right now. Um, the team is, team is very deep. Um, we have a lot of great role players. We have players that if one player doesn't do good, we got somebody else we can fill in the spot. So we're not relying on two to three players every game to try to give us the win. Um, so, it's just, you know, it's something good to look forward to. Hopefully we can compete at a higher level where it's easier to get some of the big-name players here. Um to help us get a championship, but it's definitely going to be fun to watch. <clears> On <throat> my second quick comment, I just want to give a shout out to my son. I was Georgetown prep um, graduate. Uh, he's over at Gettysburg now. He, lead, he, he leads the Centennial Conference. Um, he just tied a record. I uh, was 28 years old for most block kicks in a, in a season with six. Um, he wow. tied, right. tied a block PAT record with five with, uh, with Ray Barner of Duke in 93. And he's two away from the all time lead in, in NCAA which is eight held by three people, one in uh, 75, one in 88, and one in 2001. So in 21 years, the record hasn't been close to. He's uh, got three more games to go. So hopefully we're chasing history good. here for Maryland. Good for him. Um so Good for a, him. A good, I love awesome. a good
2: special teams player. I care more about special teams than any other human being alive on planet Earth in the media and certainly as a fan. So I appreciate a good special teams player.
1: Keep it going. Let's
2: it. Th- you. Yes, you got,
1: thanks, Chris. Let's keep it going with the C's. Line Great. two. I can't,
2: I can't get rid of him, Maddie. I don't um, know what happened here. Did you lock um, him in? Did you hit yeah, it twice? Prob- probably because yeah. the mouse was all tangled. Yeah. I, I seriously have no idea what goes on in the studio when we leave. It's uh, cre-
1: well, Roger had to come in here and dig things out yesterday. Yes. Let's go to the <laughs> yes. other Chris on line two. What's up, Chris?
2: Hey, that's three Chris's and
4: only one Pete. I hope the fifteen minute monster is not working. <laughs> is it okay if I spam Chris from Saskatchewan?
2: Chris from Saskatchewan. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Anyway, hey, you just played an ad, but from the last break, about and it said something about the high school, uh, high school Damascus or Seneca Valley. Did right. y'all hear that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Derek Forrest. Um, yeah.
4: And it yep. said, and it said it's going to be on DC News at eleven p.m. on Friday night. What uh, the heck is that? Well,
2: all right. So, so just, just, just and not to get too much in the weeds, DC News now, which is the old uh, CW fifty or whatever they used to call it. Um, oh, television. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's TV. Uh, so, so we have a partnership odyssey uh so pete and i uh pete you're on tuesdays right Correct. and i'm on thursdays we do their uh their you know their sports talk show at night and then they do high school football on friday night as oh, well so Ford, that's that good
4: enough yeah. i don't want to keep people waiting if they're not going to be on um or that 15 minute monster but anyway pete you said it perfect when you said about talking about the wizards and Danny obvi and locking down somebody to my nephew a teenager a young boy he um he likes the wizards and his favorite player is Denny Avia and he my last year he told he said yeah you know what it is when they, he comes out there they put him on the guy with the heat who's got the hot hand on the other team and they put Denny on that's that's called putting them in the denitentiary <laughs> <laughs> he's supposed to lock him down. Um, yeah. I think the Wiz will be fine, but it's all about the defense. I still can't believe that. Defense, I can't believe and that, maybe dude. maybe Brad might also have to sometimes not be the only guy to take the final yeah. shot. Kyle Cruz, yeah. might think is worthy as well. I agree. Um, and wait, will Chase Young be back for the Vikings game? Thank uh, you, fellas. Have a good show.
2: Yeah. I, th- I, I Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. I, I think Chase will be – I think Chase, barring a setback, will be ready to go for the Vikings game. I think – there's very, very, very small chance we're going to get into all of this coming up here. Very slim chance that he plays this week against Indianapolis. I mean, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be stunned. And I think, let me just say, before they officially rule him out, which I don't think they will, it would be an enormous mistake to play him after all this time, after an 11-and-a-half-month recovery it would. I don't care what happened, whether he had a setback or not, whether he hurt it with Von Miller having uh, pastries uh, in uh, Boulder, Colorado. I don't care. It would be an enormous mistake to bring him back this Sunday with basically three days of practice. Uh, enormous. Uh,
1: right. Well, Ron even said they got to get him back into football yeah, conditioning, right. not even just regular conditioning where he's running sprints and doing stuff with the trainers. Right. But as you know, it's football conditioning. It's a different thing. It's oh, a yeah. different animal, especially for a guy like him, who's got to give you max coming off that edge against the tackle all the time. So uh, we said we didn't want to see him until he's 100%. Let's get Chuck in Bethesda in here. What's up, Chuck?
0: Good morning, gentlemen. I'm enjoying your show. Appreciate you. And I appreciate the coverage on the 3-1 Wizards team that I followed all my life here. I'm 67, so I've had season tickets, blah, blah, blah. But here's what I have to say. There's really cautious but real optimism about this team, finally, um, as we watch the first four games, which um, I have four quick points, and then I'll let you comment the 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 test uh, case here with chicago indiana cleveland and detroit uh you made the point we haven't seen them play the upper echelon yet and learning from a 10 3 start last year there's cautious optimism but real real concern about it the other 3 points and i'm a little little critical of Wes's uh coaching Uh, I'm in the minority, but the Cleveland game, what I had a problem with is that he didn't match up against the bigs when he should have brought maybe Gafford into the game along with Porzingis, and I'd like you to comment a little bit about the kid from Duke that I've heard some good things about but don't really know about. I know he's a big. That's one comment. I think he made a coaching mistake. They could have done a little better with their matchups. The other two points are, defensively, they're better. But I've watched every minute of those four games, and there are lapses. And those are the lapses that you don't see the higher echelon teams make. They are better, and we have to give them a chance. But I've seen points in these games when they've blown the leads where the defense has, has fallen apart. That's a problem. And my last point, and then I'll let you comment on all of this, is how they handle the injuries has been an Achilles heel on this team for years. They have depth now, and they've shown an ability, as you pointed out um, in the last game, to cover up for guys going out injured. But it's an 82-game season, my friends. Let's agree the jury's out on that as well. And I'll let you guys comment. Thank you,
1: Chuck. Appreciate the appreciate call. No, we even said that. I mean, the last year's ten and three uh, is every bit the reason why you should have so much caution about mm-hmm. hot starts like this. Uh, and every NBA game, okay, until you get to the playoffs, and even even you see it then, every NBA game, you're going to have stretches where one team gets on, in a rhythm and gets on a roll. It's just the nature of the the greatness of the players that play the game right now. Defense in the NBA has never been harder to play, individually, team, concept-wise. It, it it's very hard to play defense uh, in the NBA. It's easy to say go strap up against that guy, and then you look up and it's Giannis or LeBron who can take you off the dribble from twenty five feet away and dunk it home seemingly anytime uh, that they want to do that. So you know Cleveland the other night. I mean, look, if Donovan Mitchell's not on the Cleveland Cavaliers, Washington wins that game the other night comfortably. But that's why we were talking about whoever got Donovan Mitchell was going to be immediately, was immediately going to raise their profile. That dude is hard to check. You can run two guys at him. He's hard to check. And as Chris said, with their big, athletic, young front court players, adding Donovan Mitchell to that mix is just going to be Gigantic. There's no question. We talked about it in the first segment. They're a deeper club. Just like they saw it last night. Brad sat for a few extra minutes, only played 21. The depth came through. Will Barton had a fantastic game and got the job done for them. That's exactly why Tommy Shepard went out and got that kind of depth. And as I said, the biggest thing to me, Monte Morris and DeLon Wright, your two new point guards, zero turnovers in that game last night. But again, it's only four games in. Let's talk about it when it's 24 or 34 or 44 games in and see where they're at at that point. 301-230-0980. One more segment on this. Touchdown at 10. We'll start to get into all the commanders, news, and notes at the top of the hour. And, of course, we're inching toward the trade deadline. Should Washington be a buyer or should they be a seller between now and next Tuesday? 301-230-0980. Chris has got the first look at what's trending.
2: All right, as we opened, uh, the Wizards improved to 3-1 and with a 120-99 win over the Detroit Pistons. That's the good news. We'll keep a check on some of the injuries. Again, as Pete just mentioned, Bradley Beal and DeLon Wright uh, banged up. Wright did not return. Beal did return, so we'll keep an eye uh, on that. Elsewhere in the world of sports, how about this? Frank Clark suspended two games by the NFL. Uh, Remember that incident uh, in Los Angeles with the guns? and He played a new contest to two counts of misdemeanor possession of an assault weapon and was sentenced to one year of probation and 40 hours of community service and only has to serve a two-game suspension. The league announcing that uh, yesterday. Also, in case you missed it, we told you about this at the very end of the show. Now we have... Some details, that incident between Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and two uh, officials in the uh, tunnel after the Buccaneers' 20-3 loss against Carolina. Well, apparently it was nothing to do with autographs, the NFL says. No, 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 no. It was about golf lessons. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe we'll touch on that uh, over the next two hours plus of the show. Right here, Russell and Medhurst, and that's what's trending.
1: Coming up in 10 minutes, the Chase Young timetable, the officials, as Chris just mentioned in the trending, the excuse from the league is interesting. We'll talk about that. I sort of halfway believe it, to be honest with you.
2: Uh, before, well, before we get too deep, can, can I just mention, Maddie? we got to get, we got to get this one. In the regular rotation, uh, and maybe you have, and I've just missed it, right? This is this is Rush, right? Oh yeah, and, Tom Sawyer. Yeah, I mean, I like. Th- not every instrumental is great, and you can figure out. Like, there are just some that just ring home, right? And that is just a great instrumental, just a great instrumental. Just my two cents. Anyway, sorry. Um, you you so you sort of believe. Yes. Really.
1: Yeah. All right. So I believe the Texas A and M connection that's alleged here, and you know how, you know how certain people are. There are certain people that I'm sure have approached you through the years mm-hmm. because you cover sports, thinking you can get information sure. for them from a player. Sure. Um, whether we can or we can't, um, I can't tell you how many times people think I'm some miracle worker as it pertains to Army Navy tickets and things of that nature. Uh, or can you can you get me David Robinson? Yeah. You know, Can you get me information about Roger Staubach? Well, you know, I, I did an event with Roger a few years ago. Right. I would have felt awkward saying, hey, Roger, you know, can I get your phone number? Yeah.
2: Or <laughs> could you tell Ken Niamatololo right. to, you know, pass the ball more on first down? That's right. right. That's I what
1: mean. 3% of our audience right. says. Right. But the rest of us know better than just, that. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the, the fact remains is, is just because, uh, you know, there's a the the problem here is okay, the problem here is these guys got caught in the tunnel, somebody took a cell phone picture of what was going on and blew this out of proportion and made it a bigger deal um you know look in the the in this day and age, Chris now because we have so much more going on with gambling you know being available everywhere this isn't just you know Bob in the back room, it's some you know, smoky bar, you know, in 1975, taking numbers on the weekend and stuff like that. Everybody now has the ability to bet, just picking up their phone, except in Maryland, and saying, hey, let me get, you know, parlay going here. Um, Vegas, though, big winner this week with the Buccaneers going down mm-hmm. to defeat. Uh, a lot of people lost their survivor pools mm-hmm. because the Buccaneers went down uh, to defeat And this also
2: week. New England-Chicago.
1: No question. But here's the they they got caught on camera. Somebody the, the problem now is you always have to assume and I tell officials this all the time even at my level officiating in high school. If you're going to if you're associating with people out in the realm of public where everyone can see. This isn't in the locker room back, you know, a lot of times we're changing in rooms that are out of sight of the public and all that other stuff and you can talk to a coach or a player, you know, back there. But when you're In view of a large amount of people, you have to assume that someone, somewhere, has a camera. So you must be incredibly, incredibly diligent about staying away from doing things like that. So now there's this look of impropriety out there that these officials—because if you and I do that as media members— If we walked up to Mike Evans and said, Hey, Mike, can you sign it back in my media pass? Mm -hmm. Our credentials would be pulled forever. We'd never get them back because the rules clearly state media members. We can't go into a locker room. Even if our kid loves Jonathan Allen or Antonio Gibson or Taylor Heineke, we can't go in that locker room, even though it could be just you and Taylor standing at his locker. The moment you say, Hey, Taylor, any chance you could sign this pass right here? Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna swoop in on you, yeah, and that's it. Your credentials pulled, and you can't do it anymore.
2: And and that's the only fair way to do it because otherwise you wouldn't have that access, right? Right. I mean, I mean, there has to be a line. Like we could, I, and Grant and I used to do this all the time, and we're not the only ones, but we used to shuck it up all the time. I mean, ask you know Tyler Columbus and. And Trent Williams and Darrell Young and and, and, and Pierre Garceau. Well, Pierre was a little bit of a weirdo. Um, you <laughs> know, just anyone and everyone that walked in that locker. I mean, we would do like, you know, I, I mean, it was comedy hour. Like, mm-hmm. like it, like there was a lot of personal interaction, right? We really got to know guys that we were covering every day, but we never, ever, 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 ever thought hey, can I have your autograph for my three-year-old niece? Right. Or can I take this picture? You know, no, 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 no. It's not – it doesn't work that way. And it shouldn't work that way for officials. Here's why I don't believe what the NFL is selling, Pete. Number one, you look at the video, and it was more than just you know a picture. It was video. You look at the video when they communicate with Mike Evans and allegedly ask him for his phone number to uh, set up golf lessons or whatever the explanation was through – Tom Pelissero that the NFL gave, and notice the NFL did not give the explanation officially in their statement. They gave it to their own reporter so that he could explain it so that probably they wouldn't take the heat on social media. Okay? Number one. Number two, if you watch the video, if they allegedly asked for his number for a golf lesson, there was no, like – Hey man, you know, like, uh, you know, we went to Texas A and M, you know, at different times. Uh, you know, help trying to help an Aggie out. My but, buddy, we my d- buddy's d- I mean, got but a golf. Way, we're not
1: there though. We're but, not there. We
2: can't we tell are there. what's we're, we're not. Well, there. We're watching it on video. But we can't hear what they're saying Pete, to him. It was literally a five second interaction. Yeah, but
1: you know what though, Chris? Even if they were asking for an autograph, it's not that big a deal. It's not like Mike said, "F you, get out of my no, face." No,
2: no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that anything like that I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is I don't buy really at all I'll be nice I don't buy at least to some degree the NFL's explanation or reasoning or rationale because here's the other thing the interactions like where Mike Evans is allegedly writing down his number it's really hard to write down a one two three six a 10 digit phone number. As quickly as Mike Evans did. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, like, Mike Evans wrote his number down faster than he can run. (laughs) Okay? Faster than his 40 at the Combine. If you believe that. Now, to do an autograph, you know this, Pete. I know this. I've seen athletes do it. We've, you know, I mean, I've asked, I don't know, I've been asked, 15, 20 times, whatever it is over the course of my career for my autograph, whatever. No big deal. Nobody needs my autograph. Nobody wants my autograph. I don't want anybody to have my autograph. My autograph stinks. It's worthless. But, like, you can go, (laughs) (laughs) Pete, Medhurst, boom. And it doesn't even have to look good. It's just whatever. Like, that's what it looked like. It did not look like, hey, Pete, uh, can you jot down your number? Yeah, sure, Chris. Uh, uh, Let me see. Uh, Bleep, beep, 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 (laughs) beep, 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 beep. You you see where I'm getting at? So the look caught on video, even though we weren't there. I know you're the Minister of Fairness and the Prince of uh, Positivity here. I don't know. Me being the, uh, uh, what, what do I call them, the, uh, call myself the um, um, something of darkness. I, 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 I don't know. I had a funny name for myself a couple of weeks ago when we were doing this last. Uh, anyway, I butchered that. But my point being is, I'm skeptical, real skeptical. Yeah, it, I, I mean, great, I can't prove fine. it, but I'm real skeptical. It doesn't hurt anybody, though.
1: So, as far as I'm concerned, it's against the rules I, because it's that, a bad luck. Right? It is against the rules. It's a bad luck. It is against the rules. Don't do that. Certainly, don't do it in public. But um, we'll see. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Chase Young's timetable, getting ready to get started here for Washington. What impact will 99 have on this football team as they certainly go for three in a row this week on the field as they take on the Indianapolis Colts. We'll talk about it next in Touchdown at 10 right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours